This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This next story is, is heartbreaking. I, you know, as soon as I started to read it, just it, it just tugs at your heart. You know, imagine a doctor telling you that your eight-year-old child's got a very rare stage four blood cancer. Your child gets treated, goes into remission. You think you're out of the woods. Your little child turns 10, and you're told the stage four blood cancer's back. You go for more treatments, bone marrow, chemo, radiation. And again, the child beats the odds, goes into remission. Then just two days before your child's 13th birthday, all set to return to school. All set to just be a normal kid, and you get more bad news. The stage four cancer back again. And that is the reality for a Windsor family who has been hearing this news over the last few years. As Caleb Houle is again facing stage four blood cancer. And this is a very rare lymphoma normally found in adults. But it's a fast-moving cancer. Treatable, but it does take its toll. And not just on Caleb, who spends his days in and out of hospital, but for the whole family, whose existence really is about fighting for Caleb. And so I reached out to his mom to see if we could bring his story to life. Jennifer Houle joins me now. She is in Wisner, and uh, she shares her story with us now. Jennifer, we had uh, hoped to have Caleb with you on this call, but of course, when you're sick, you sleep. And that's just what he's doing today because he's having yet another uh, transfusion or another treatment to a cancer I think he thought was long, long gone. Yes, I think we all did, to be honest with you, yes. So take us back. So eight years old, you go to the doctor, you get the worst imaginable news that a, a parent can get, not to mention that a little boy can get. And you go through that process, he gets better. And then you have to go through it again, and he gets better. And now you find yourself, you know, he's 13, going through this a third time. What has this been like, and I'll start with him, uh, because he's at the center of this, but what's it been like for him? You know, the first time at being eight, I think initially he didn't understand Mm -hmm to the degree that most of us do, what cancer is and how it affects you and what it does to you and how it changes your life. It's a word that I think every child knows because unfortunately at some point in our lives, we all know somebody who's been affected. Yeah. Um, so the first time around, it was, it was difficult, but it was difficult in the fact that our family was separated. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought Caleb to the hospital um, after being told by a clinic that he needed to be seen at the hospital. Um, we were rushed by ambulance to London Hospital, and I didn't come home for four months. Jeez. I never left his side. Yeah. My daughter and our other child, our other son, Jace, you know, they saw me leave to take their brother to the clinic, mm-hmm. and I didn't come back home. So during that time, of course, they came up to visit, but it was very hard on everybody. It, people just don't understand that it doesn't just affect the child or the parents. It's siblings as well. Yeah. Separation anxiety and fears and worries that people just 
don't quite understand, and that's that's a hard thing for people to grasp. Especially when you have children and they need continuity in their life, uh, and when that's Absolutely. disrupted, it's it it can take them just on a on a very frightening journey. But take take me through the cancer that he's got. He's got a, a particular type of blood cancer. Is it an aggressive type of cancer? It is. Caleb has lymphoma. It's a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's called diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Right. And obviously with this being our third battle with it, um, it is very difficult to treat. And it's not a cancer that's normally found in young children. So again, when we look at treatments and cures, there's not a lot that are out there developed specifically for children because this is primarily an adult's cancer. And so how do so, you get an adult cancer if you're a child? I mean, that may sound like a, stump, a, a dumb question, but um, if it's so rare, how, how do you think he got this? Is there a family history here? There is not. That We do have a family history of cancer in our family, but nothing that ties into this cancer specifically or lymphoma. Um, of course, the first question I asked is, good Lord, how did this happen? And, you know, sadly, the answer is we're told it's just bad luck. Yeah. Genetics at some point, either during pregnancy or his young childhood, some gene mutated and this is what we got. So, And always stage four. Why does it, when he gets diagnosed, what is it about this particular blood cancer that goes kind of from remission to stage four without it being detected in between? You know, his initial diagnosis was stage four. Right. It had um, mutated to his bone marrow. Mm-hmm. And that is just, unfortunately, um, a lack of diagnosis in a proper time. Right. Caleb has been feeling unwell for quite a while, and we brought him to multiple doctor's visits. But unfortunately, in children, they just don't look for it. Mm-hmm. So when there's bruises, they say, oh, they, they're a young boy. They've slipped and fallen. When there's pain in the belly, oh, they were outside roughhousing. Right. They don't do the blood work that's necessary. If it had been done with Caleb like it should have been, and in parents, you're not expecting that diagnosis, so you don't push enough for it, um, it probably wouldn't have progressed to stage four before so, being diagnosed. Right. And so he's a kid. You know, he gets the worst you know, possible news that a kid can get. But he's gotten this news now three different times. What, you know, outside of the physical toll, the treatments and that, which I can't even imagine what he goes through. But, I mean, this, is, this has robbed him of some very young years. Yes. He, you become... An old soul. Most children who have been through this, sadly, are wise beyond their years. Again, like I said, the first time he didn't really grasp it. We explained to him what it was, and this is what we were going to do. And he said, okay. And we got through treatment. We went three years cancer-free. We honestly believed we had kicked its butt. It was in our past, and we were never going to deal with it again. Uh, The second time around when Caleb got the news, he was pretty upset. Mm-hmm. You know, why? What did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? And again, trying to explain to a child, having a child wonder what they did wrong. Right. It's, it's heartbreaking, but you have to say to them, nothing. You know, it just unfortunately, uh, the cancer cell was left behind and it's come back. But, you know, we're going to pull up our bootstraps and we're going to do it again. And he did. And not only did we have chemotherapy, we had a stem cell treatment. And we prayed that that was going to be our miracle. And we got a year. Yeah. And, you know, here we are again. This time around, you know, he's angry. And I don't blame him. We're all angry. As a parent, it's difficult to go through. But, you know, the honest answer is I have no concept of what he's going through. Right. 
you just feel the, the heartbreak of a mom. Absolutely, yes. I can imagine, but I, I don't know what he's going through, really. He tells me how he feels, and I watch it, but as a human being, I can't imagine what it feels like to live in his shoes. But it and is treatable, a, correct? It's treatable, and, and he should, you know, get through this. He has options, which yeah. is, is, is wonderful, because there are a lot of children, there are none. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, he has two options that are available to him, which is a CAR T-cell uh, transplant or a possible bone marrow transplant, um, both of which, if everything goes well, we have a great prognosis. But again, that, that's a blessing. Sadly, there's many families that are never given those options. So, And, and, and he gets a stem cell from his sister, correct? Uh, well, this time it would be bone marrow from bone his marrow. sister. Okay. Yes. She's a perfect match for him. But bone marrow transplants, they're very hard on you. Yeah. And there's a factor called um, graft versus host where your body actually fights the bone marrow because it recognizes it's not your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very taxing on on the body. So they're they're kind of hoping that we can go the other route. And, you know, sadly, if need be, that will be plan D in the future. Do you, I mean, does he, do you go through life now with this constant worry that, you know, if he gets through it again this time, it'll hit again? You know, I have since day one. I can be honest with you, and any parent of a child who's had cancer, the fear never goes away. You never feel safe. Mm -hmm. You always have repeat doctor's appointments and blood work to check for things. And we have what's called scanxiety in our community where you live in fear. Right. Every test that you go for, you're just, you're waiting on those numbers and you're waiting to see and you just, you live in fear. And you live with a lot of stress. This is very expensive because you're basically, every time he's treated, you're going to be living out of hotels and, uh, you know, eating out and basically being away from your home, correct? Has the community really pulled around you? Our community has. We're, we're very blessed and Caleb is very blessed that we live in a great city and he's got great school support and Every time, every time, as I say this, he's been diagnosed, our city and our community has rallied around us. But you're right. Um, you know, as a family, it's hard not to be there. I've always been a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, the first time when Caleb was treated, I was in hospital with him 24-7. Right. My husband stayed home with our other two, and he went to work, and our friends and family helped us get them to school and care for them and feed them when we couldn't be there. Uh, with the last round of treatment, when you have a stem cell transplant, you're in complete isolation. So the only people that were allowed in to see him were his dad and I. So once again, we had to rely on friends and family to take care of his siblings because they weren't even allowed on the floor where he was. Um, So yeah, you're, you're looking to all these people and it's just amazing when they rally around you, when they bring you meals, when they come with gift cards, because there are days when you just don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah, there's days that, what, you're not a super mom, you know? Yeah, I, you know, funny, I, I never feel like a super mom. And when people say that to me, I always smile and I say thank you because it's the last thing I feel like. I guess you never see yourself for what other people see you. I, I always feel like I haven't done enough, that I'm not supporting my other children enough, that they're not getting enough attention, that I pay too much attention to kids. You know, all of those just constant worries. It doesn't, if I'm not worrying about Caleb's health, I'm worrying that... I'm not supporting or taking care of my other children enough either. So it's yeah. difficult. It's yeah. very difficult. And I was surprised to hear, and I don't have much time left, I was surprised to hear, um, you know, as we, you know, this month is Cancer Awareness uh, Month, uh, that the treatment and development of cancer treatments for children is is basically non-existent in this country. 
It really isn't. And, you know, here's a statistic for you that only 4% of all funding raised goes towards childhood cancer research. And adult cancer, the average age of diagnosis is 67. So they, they say that you would lose 17 years of life. But there's been hundreds of drugs developed since 1980 for adults. Right. And in children, the average age of diagnosis is six. And the loss of life is 71 years. And yet only four new drugs have been developed for children since 1980. It's... It, you can't imagine that when it's your child who's sick, that why are we not doing more for our children? Why is there not more awareness? Why is there not more funding? So that's what us moms are rallying around right now is getting the information out there, getting people to donate directly towards childhood cancer Mm -hmm. treatments and the programs that support childhood cancer, like the Ronald McDonald House, who give you a place to sleep and food to eat when you can't leave your child's side. And, you know, there's POGO and they, they pay families and yeah. they help them. And, you know, it, these are the groups that in our community need the help because without them, we'd be lost. Yeah, it's family what gets you through. Jennifer, will follow the journey with you uh, and Caleb. And I thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That is Jennifer uh, Hool joining me. And there is a GoFundMe account set up. It's called Caleb's Courage, spelled both with K, Caleb with a K, Courage with a K, if you want to check in and see what's happening. But just a a very sad story. You know, when you think you got problems, you got your health.